You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Everybody, welcome back to the Ducks on the Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Jennings. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Brazier. My name is John Gordon. I'll be your host. And I'm your host, Katie Burke. Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited Podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America. The DU Podcast, sponsored by Purina Pro Plan, the official performance dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Purina Pro Plan, always advancing. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Ducks Unlimited podcast. Today on the show, I have Lindy Zeller, the festival director for the Easton Waterfowl Festival. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm excited. I have never been to the Easton Waterfowl Festival. Um, It's always been on my list. And then this year is going to be my first year. Fantastic. 2023, 52nd annual. 52nd annual. Okay. So I did get a taste of the area this year. I got to go a couple, probably a month now. I went to um, Guy and Dieter's gun auction. So I went to St. Michael's. So I got a taste of the area. And oh, lovely. Super cute and different than I was expecting and more rural. So this might actually answer my first question. Um, I've been to Siwi. I've been, we've done our expo, which has changed over the years, but it was really big. And then now it's kind of going smaller, a little bit smaller again. But what makes the Easton Waterfowl Festival different compared to other festivals of its nature? I think you kind of nailed it on the the small town charm of the Eastern Shore. Um, we really bring that heritage and tradition of our watermen, our culture, our sporting um, you, you see it all here in a nice glimpse and it truly brings you back in time. So since this festival has occurred for the past 52 years, a lot has been the same and with some additions um, in, as we've kind of evolved, but we stay true to um, where we started for our conservation mission and then what pieces of Eastern Shore heritage that we bring through art and through food um, we've got all the delicacies, oysters, crabs, crab soup um, for your food and tasting. And then you're sporting with our calling contests, decoys, antiques, and our artifacts. You get to see a sampling of everything. Okay. So that's great. So let's do some like specific like festival things, kind of get a little more information there. And then we'll kind of go uh, a little more into detail on some of those aspects. But what are some of the most popular attractions at the festival? We've got. Dock Dogs Nationals coming this year. That's a really awesome one that you get to see dogs jump into the water. Um, you get to even sign up your own dog. Also, Talbot Retrievers Club. Like, let's just talk dogs. We've got a lot of really cool stuff bringing, um, where you can bring your furry friends or you definitely have some to, you know, 
hang around with. Toddler Retriever Club at the Bay Street Ponds is great. Um, Mason Dixon Game Outfitters is coming for the first time this year to do dog trials at the VFW. So anywhere you go, you'll see some dogs. That's a fun one. Um, then we also have our raptor demo demonstrations where birds in flight, they, they're at the VFW. That's a really cool demo each day, twice a day. You can fit some time in to see those birds of prey just do their thing. It's pretty cool. And then we have our exhibitors. So our exhibitors bring the wealth of, of kind of the true spirit of the waterfowl. And then the folks that both artists and exhibitors, they're the fun ones that you get to learn all about what their livelihoods, you know, bring to the Eastern shore. Um, and then they bring that to the festival. So that's always fun to chat with all of our artists and sculpture carvers um, and flat artists and photographers. And then we've got our exhibitors that are sporting, um, you can get your duck calls, your goose calls, um, your outdoor gear, um, all of that fun at the Sportsman's Pavilion. And then, because it goes from Thursday through Sunday, right? Or starts yeah. Thursday night. Yeah. And then, um, so if you have one day like that you're going to come down for, how would you spend your one day? Ooh. All right. We'll, we'll talk Saturday, right? Okay. Friday's fantastic. Um, it's a good kickoff. But if you've got school or work, we'll see you Saturday. I would hit downtown, VFW, and Elks. Um, and if you can only make that. So the Elks Lodge and the VFW, they're on opposite ends of town. There's a bus that goes through. So definitely hit up our bus system. Um, spend half the day downtown and at the VFW and the rest at the Elks Lodge. Um, you will have a perfect pairing of food, um, local beer, artists throughout and then you'll get your fair game of um raptors and dogs galore okay you meant you touched on the food but let's get people always want to know about food so walk us through the food that will be at the festival we have over 20 food vendors more than we've had any year they're bringing oysters crab cakes really you walk around a corner and there's another food vendor um we've got rockfish bites um all local so a lot of our chapters are you're contributing and and, and bringing um, support to community organizations that are bringing these um, food vendors and opportunities available. Um, and then you've got the the really awesome like uh, Cousins Marine Lobster bringing lobster rolls. Um, Jimmy's Fat Rolls is coming. We've got Spanky Soul Food coming. So you got a good array. Um, anything that your heart desires, we probably have. Um, and then, of course, we've got the great local in Oxford, St. Michael's and Easton. We've got town merchants and restaurants that are going to be there serving up um, all the fried oysters, shooters galore. Okay, awesome. So, okay. And then the other part, which you mentioned in the intro, and we'll talk probably more detail in as we go, but how does the festival work to educate people on waterfowl and conservation? Absolutely. So we have a nonprofit hub um, and, and a lot of our community partners that we work with are conservation-oriented nonprofits. So we've got a space for all of them. Um, also to downtown, Eastern Shore Lake Conservancy is one of our new venues that's just for photography. Um, and everybody in that cohort, co- cohort of a building that um, it's a conservation center, they're all nonprofits. They're all um, oriented in conservation. So we've got a cool community partner that's right down the road that's our venue um, that we're bringing people to to educate. We've got a keynote and cocktail lecture series new this year. Everybody's speaking at that lecture series. It's twice a day, 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. 
grab um, your Bloody Mary or mimosa and some yummy bites while you enjoy. But you're learning from um, really cool experts in their field, um, minorities in aquaculture, um, photographer Dave Harp um, and videographer. He does a lot in conservation film. Um, we got a professor from Washington College coming in to share about Eastern Shore, um, past, present, future on conservation. Also have a great relationship with Ducks Unlimited, our um, official conservation partner. Um, they are bringing in a lot of great opportunities that you'll see all throughout the festival. I mean, you guys are going to be at VFW. You'll be at the Sportsman's. You'll be downtown at Talbot County Airport for the inaugural Sportsman's Bash. Like, that's another great opportunity to attend these events, learn from the experts in the field. Everybody who's a part of folks that our festival goers are chatting with are people who work directly with conservation every day. Okay, great. Yeah, I know we're doing a lot. This is kind of like our first year. Well, we've always done something, but this is like our first big year for Easton, which is exciting. We're excited. Yeah, I'm excited for that too. I haven't really talked to a lot of my coworkers that are doing it, but I keep hearing more and more people that are going and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll be there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it's exciting. We touched on this a little bit, but... The Chesapeake Bay and the Eastern Shore in that area, conservation is extremely important in this region. Um, and we we can talk a little bit later about the history of that, but how is the festival helping to support the conservation in this region? Absolutely. So every festival ticket purchased goes directly to our conservation efforts. We throw this festival for that engagement at, to preserve our heritage of the Eastern Shore, to preserve the conservation lands for future generations. We have a conservation dedicated committee each year, which is a community and conservation grant, where all of the funds from the festival will then be donated to a regional or local conservation project that will directly benefit um, conservation efforts. And we've stayed true to that since day one, donating over $6 million to conservation efforts over the years. Yeah, that's that's unique to a festival. I mean, a lot of people do a lot of things, but that's so specific. Yeah, it is. It's pretty cool. And we were growing that effort. So ensuring that we have new projects that we can share that wealth with and engage in our community partners that we have right here that oversees, you know, all of Maryland that we can make sure we're, you know, ma- maintaining um, our engagement with all of those conservation outreach efforts. Wow, that's great. I love to hear that. So the festival is an opportunity to reach new and young audiences and introduce them to hunting and the outdoors in a way that can like kind of be a soft opening for some that may not, because hunting and things like that, especially if you don't grow up in a family that hunts or have access to it easily, these are not always an easy thing to get access to, but a festival could be a really good opportunity for that. So how are how is the festival trying to kind of bridge that gap? Absolutely. So we have a really great family-oriented aspect in pretty much every facet of the festival. You can do our, um, our calling contests as a junior. Um, if you have any in all experience, we take anyone interested. You can also attend just to watch both live stream and physically at the contest. Um, and that's where you see the beauty of the artistry of calling um, because you see um, teams or individuals, they almost will, you know, mimic what a duck or a goose um, went in their flight pattern. Like there's there's a lot of intricacies with the technique in not just calling. 
Um, another really awesome thing is we have our sponsors provide um, a limited amount of calling clinic goose and duck calls. So kids on Saturday, there's a like limited amount, but pre-registration is required. But those those kids get to blow a goose or duck call for the first time with a lot of our contest winners from previous years being there. You know, our juniors, our seniors, they're younger guys who have done and been in the same shoes as some of these kids who've never done it before, um, but have gotten that in, in experience just here at the festival. So that's a really great one to be a part of at the Sports and Civilian and Easton High School. Um, we also have a Chesapeake Mermaid that comes and, you know, Eastern Point Pirate, just to bring in some of the nauticals. What's really cool about the Chesapeake Mermaid, they're, they're going to be the library this year. She has two shows a day. They're free of cost. Um, and she teaches sign language. So she will give um, a lot of, um, you know, a crab. How do we sign a crab? Or how do we call her on her shell phone? Um, so that we can communicate to her via um, American Sign Language. So there's a, there's a lot of cool features that come from Eastern Shore conservation or just environment in general that we're trying to tie in and educate um, to just plant that seed early on for that younger set. We also have a really great program called Duck Sitters. Um, if you're in Talbot County or even just local to the Eastern Shore we take middle schoolers and high school volunteers, and they will be helping in every facet of the festival as well. So you get to see a little bit of behind the scenes if you're if you're wanting to kind of do more for the festival. We accept all ages, and that helps with service learning hours too locally for our schools. Stay tuned to the Ducks Unlimited podcast, sponsored by Purina Pro Plan, after these messages. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why Pro Plan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. So there, there are a few mediums like sporting art that can capture like this unique feeling of nature. Like sporting art has this like unique way of doing that. And I know that sporting art is a huge part of the Eastern Waterfowl Festival. Um, what is what is the opportunities around like you mentioned earlier that you'll be able to meet some of these artists? Um, will they be in galleries? How will this all work with the sporting art? Like what's the deal there? Yeah, we've got six downtown art galleries um, that all have carving, sculpture, and flat art and photography throughout. Um, and each of them have a booth and they're they're all eager to chat with you and engage. That's what's so unique. And I think what's great about festivals in general as we move back to live events, you have that one-on-one with that artist who created that piece of work and can tell you all about their, you know, adventures of how what came to be. Like they took this nature walk and happened upon this you know, whatever duck it is, and then they took this photo, or this is the inspiration for their sculpture, and it's this beautiful, large piece. That's a really great opportunity, and that's a lot of our feedback from artists. 
every year is, no, they come to talk to the festival goers because that's the, the fun piece that they have um, where they can learn about you and then share their their piece, um, both downtown and then also at the Sports and Pavilion over at the Elks Lodge. Yeah, you know, you said that and I it made me think because I've talked to lots of artists because of my job and I never thought about it. But, you know, it's particularly, I think artists in general, but particularly sporting artists, like they live a very kind of... I wouldn't say hermit life, but they live very secluded, right? They kind of live kind of near their subjects. They spend a lot of times outdoors or in their studio. And I guess they really don't have the opportunity to really get to talk to the people who buy their work and or might buy their work or just interested in their work or admire their work. And I never thought about that until you just mentioned it. Because I feel like most other festivals that I've been to, you would only get to talk to the artists if you paid to go to like the VIP event. Or it was like a special thing you got to do. But this is really, it's. I bet they do enjoy that, like that part of it. I never even thought about that. Oh, they love it. Yeah. You can talk all day. And it, toward the end of the day, it's like they recharge. They can do it again tomorrow. Um, they love it. It's one of the reasons they come back every year because... Um, the folks that come to the festival, just plan on mapping out your day where you can spend some time with these artists and exhibitors. They're pretty pretty great people to continue to work with that we'll see year after year return. Oh, that's amazing. And how does the duck stamp go into this as well, into that side of it? So we, um, both Maryland and federal duck stamp will be on display at Easton High School right across from the Sportsman's Pavilion. Both winners will be there. There's also an inaugural. Um, this is the last year they're going to do it. The 50th annual Migratory Duck um, Stamp Design Competition. Live judging will occur on Saturday at the high school for 2024-2025 winners. But both previous year winners, this year's winners will be um, on display. And nine times out of 10, you'll be able to speak with the designer and the artist themselves as well. Yeah, and that's the, the competition is for the Maryland stamp, correct? Yes. Yep, competition okay. for the Maryland. Just make that clear. Yes, and then the federal. Yeah, federal's totally different. Yes, <laughs> totally different animal. But federal duck stamp winner will be there as well to okay. enjoy. All right, that's amazing. So this is the my favorite part and what I'm most excited about because I haven't. I mean, I haven't been there, but my most what I'm most excited about are the decoys. So I'm. Uh, I know Guy and Dieter will have their auction, and it's actually the same time as the festival this year. Correct. In previous years, it's been before, correct? Yeah. So it's been the uh, like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday before, but this year will be um, the same dates as our festival, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah, that's really neat. I recommend people to go into the auction. I can't guarantee you'll go in an exciting moment, but there are sometimes exciting moments. So I do recommend. Yes, live auction. Get out. Always, yes. always entertaining. And people will spend a lot of money on a decoy. So you might get a, you might be in there at a good moment. But what I love about and my most excited about is at the high school, right? You'll have all the exhibitors, the decoy collectors, and yes. and carvers. So I always really enjoy that. You both not only do you get the carvers, who I know like Cameron McIntyre will be there, and Mark McNair. Like there's a few I know that'll be there um, who can talk about their work and show you. Will they be carving at all? Will any of them be chopping out? 
We do have two live carvers. Um, Tim Kuka and Charles Jobes will be okay. live carving at their booths. You can kind of see them throughout the day. Anytime you go by, they should be carving. Oh, great. Oh, I'm excited. Charles is going to be there. I haven't seen him in a while. I'm friends with Charles. So. Awesome. Um, yeah, Charles is great. And I hope Patty's there because I love her too. Anyway, yes, they're awesome. So, yeah, so that's really cool. But the collectors are also really interesting and they have a wealth of knowledge of the history and of what they collect and they're very passionate people. So I'm very excited to go to that and see them. Absolutely. How many will you have? We are hoping for more. Um, We're almost at 50, which is our goal. And we've got a lot of returners, some new. I mean, you're right on that mark with these guys are passionate, passionate, have been doing it for 30, 40, 50 years. They can tell you the source of where the wood came from and how to, you know, get that color and that, you know, it's it's pretty phenomenal what their brains hold and what their expertise holds. Definitely check everybody out there. Yes, it's very interesting how they can do all that stuff. And then like they'll they're happy to show you. And that's one of the things we always tell people like on our show, because we have a lot of collectors and carvers come on and we talk about like if you want to be a collector, like this is a super good opportunity to go and like handle a decoy. Like even if you go to, I know Guy and Dieter will do their preview on Friday night, yeah. which is open to the public. And you can go to that. You can handle decoys that are worth a few hundred bucks to like thousands of dollars and kind of get a idea of what you're looking for. Like why, why does it make it? this valuable you can kind of and you can see it like it's evident but um it's really neat that you'll be able to do that and then you'll also be able to ask the questions too like you can say like if you don't really understand and it's something you're confused by you'll be able to hold that decoy and ask that collector why and they can answer yeah and it's very it's great yeah i've learned so much in those settings and it's so cool that and it's that interactive hub, right? That just gives you, you don't have to look at it online. You like, you get that one to one time. Um, and, and what's interesting too about both, so the high school we have, um, buy, sell, swap, which is our collectors galore. Um, and then we have our artifacts exhibit right across the hall. Um, and those are also those collectors who have been going to museums and purchasing museum quality um, pieces and bringing them to show you at the festival. And they love chatting all about that. Um, so it's a great opportunity. Do you have a, um, do y'all like change for the exhibit? Is it like a theme every year? How do you decide what you're going to put on for the artifacts exhibit? Actually, this year we will be um, have a pop up artifacts exhibit at Guyatt and Dieter's auction, so you'll be able to see a little bit of both if you um, if you see the country school. Um, but our chairman has been doing it for over fifteen plus years, been a board member as well, and they have um, they chat through what their newest pieces are, new to them, meaning yeah, yeah. they are antique. <laughs> yep to see what they can do to spice it up each year. And then we've got actually for the first time in a while, um, a a few new artifact exhibitors that are going to share their, um, their personal collections. Um, And then we work with some community partners too, to bring in their museum pieces. Um, But they always try to have something new that, you know, at each year you can, can kind of marvel at. Okay. So, and then my other question, which is kind of a two-part question. I don't know if everyone, like the whole audience will understand, but this area of Maryland is 
such a rich decoy carving history area. And it has so many carvers from this area and a style of its own. Um, so with the exhibitors, I'm sure you focus more on all of the East Coast, but do you try to kind of drive home or at least educate the public on the history of the Chesapeake Bay in Maryland? Like, how does that work? Oh, yeah. It's our backyard. It is our backyard. Like, even if you come and visit, you will see the Chesapeake Bay coming across the Bay Bridge to get to Easton. We're we're right on... Water surrounds us, both St. Michael's, Oxford. All of those look like... It's our backyard. It's where we were born and bred. So everybody has that very home feel because we've lived it and breathed it for... So... We give a lot to, we're getting our oysters, you know, we've got the um, Waterman's Association from, you know, our Talbot County and surrounding counties that are contributing to the festival. This is very much so volunteer led. We've got over a thousand folks from the surrounding counties in the Eastern Shore putting this festival on for you um, and for our visitors who are coming from all over. So there's a lot of pride and passion um, and deep roots that will continue to come each year to kind of give back that Eastern Shore hospitality. I love that. Okay. Before I go into my last two questions, what is something we haven't talked about that you want to talk about that you'd like to make sure we hit on? We do have a cornhole tournament this year that's new um, that'll be right downtown on Saturday. Friday and Sunday, you can do family pickup games or just anybody can play. Saturday is the tournament itself. Um, You can pre-register online, only 50 bucks a team. That's, we're excited about that. It's some Eastern Shore fun. Like people play no games. It is professional, but amateurs are welcome. I mean, I've never been in a tournament, but can, you know, we'll hold our, hold our own. <laughs> Another one that's fun this year um, on Friday and Saturday at the Sportsman's Pavilion, we'll have a Brio steak grilling competition. Okay. What does that mean? Brio is a flameless fire pit. They're phenomenal. Definitely check them out. They will be at the festival. Everybody's going to want one for this fall, Um, but it comes with a grilling set. So this flameless fire pit that you can throw in your backyard also comes with this grilling set. When you enter this competition, you use all of Brio's setup that they have. We provide the steaks. You just work your magic on as your grill master, and then um, you have a chance to win the set that you're um, grilling on or two to three other awesome um, full Brio sets. So check out Brio. Okay. Check out our competition online. Um, Only 20 entrants. So I need these grill masters to claim their spot (laughs) Friday and Saturday morning. All you got to do is girls think. So we're pretty excited. (laughs) Oh, and I I guess we didn't mention, isn't the duck duck call competition, is it a world or is it? It is the world. Yeah, it is the world. Is it already? So I can't remember. I should know the answer to this. But are all the entrants already like from, they had to be from a regional? Basically, can you enter there or? Yes. No, absolutely. You can enter on on site and we've got the times for registration. It's usually an hour and a half before the contest itself. And and that's going to be on Friday and Saturday, junior and senior. Okay. Um, and we've got all that information on our website. You can look over the rules and then you can register the day of. Yep. And, and that is our like world waterfall calling contest. Okay. And it's duck and goose. Duck and goose. Yep. And you can do um, junior, senior, and then we've got group and individual. Okay. Oh, I've never seen group. 
That's pretty fun. That's really awesome to watch. And we live stream it. So if you can't make it, um, it's just something to marvel at. Yeah. I've never seen a group. I've seen you. I've done the, seen the youth and that. Yeah. How do people learn more about the event? Like the who, what, when, and where? Yeah. um, Our website, waterfowlfestival.org has all of it. You get your schedule. You can buy your tickets online. Definitely aim for the Thursday if you're in town beforehand. That's our opening ceremonies and premiere night. VIP night, um, it gives you that extra day to just see the art galleries. We got food and drink and horse-drawn carriages and bourbon bars and all that fun, but all online. So waterfallfestival.org. Um, if you're local to Talbot County, our official guide comes out um, in attraction in November. So all of um, November's attraction magazine will be our official guide. We also have pocket guides um, and maps throughout. You can also call our office, um, 410-822-4567, or shoot us over an email at info at if you need anything at all. And then the dates are November 9th? November 10th. Yep, November 10th and 11th are general festival dates, and that VIP um, premiere night is the 9th, November 9th. Awesome. Okay. If you can describe the Eastern Waterfowl Festival in three words, what would it be? We will always throw um, heritage and conservation in the mix. Um, I really am looking, I'm like digging deep for something other than what we've already discussed. Um, <laughs> heritage, boarding. <laughs> okay. These all seem very boring because we've already chatted through a ton of fun. Heritage, sporting, and artistry, I think, will be the three. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much. That was awesome. Um, I'm really, really excited. It'll be so fun. We're super excited. Yeah, I get there. I think Thursday we fly in around lunch and I'll be there. I'm actually there after. I'm hunting after. So it's also so people know that are going to, if you're going to fly to Maryland, um, if you're coming from out of town, it's also the opening weekend of duck season in Maryland. Yes. So plan it all. Like, and hey, buy what you need for your hunting, you know, for your your guides and then go have fun. And and that's also a fun spot if you talk to all our sporting exhibitors. Oh, yeah. yeah, see if they'll give you this the secret spots of, of where to hunt in Tulsa yep. County. Thank you so much, Lindy. This is great. Good luck. Thank you so much. We can't wait to see you. Who's counting? But we've got less than a oh, month I bet away, you're counting. So <laughs> we're ready for you. All right. Well, thank you, Lindy, for coming on the show. And thanks to our producer, Chris Isaac. And thanks to our listeners for supporting wetlands and waterfowl conservation. Thank you for listening to the DU Podcast, sponsored by Purina Pro Plan, the official performance dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Purina Pro Plan, always advancing. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit ducks.org slash DU Podcast. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com.